Favorite place. Oh my god. Ah god. I can't even contain it. We're not even at the credits yet and I already want to die. Like <laughs> I, it's so it's so bad. It's so bad. This whole episode. I mean we'll be great. The movie's gonna be absolute turd, but we'll be great. This will be it really our ode to uh Mike Joel and the bots. Um of the satellite of love. This will be a very MST three K, I have a feeling kind of episode. I think we're probably going to be riffing on it more than maybe actually spilling factoids. Um, oh, get ready. Oh, you better get ready. I'm just saying. We're riffing. Ooh. Oh. Oh, here is we that, go. Is that an old school anti-piracy ad right there? It was. It was. It, for oh, shout. Sh- shout Factory and the Scream Factory. Here we are. I bought this just so we know so we could actually do this. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Coin. I know. This is something I would watch multiple times. If there was a fucking commentary track on this thing, I really was hoping that there was going to be. I mean, this is show. This is show factory. They usually kind of bump it up when it comes to bonus features, and it's a shame that there was just, I think, only the trailer on this disc. But um, we'll yeah. do the commentary track for him, Bill. This yeah, is what we're doing right now. This is the dead kids of Derry. Back with Michael Moriarty. It's the yes. best actor. My best actor ever worked with. Glorious. I did appreciate the opening sequence with the, the, the different colored fire. That was, I appreciated that. It quickly kind of went away. My appreciation started to go away a little bit. <laughs> the first scene, it looked very uh, super cheap. Yeah. All the fu- all I see here is that somebody in the post team watched uh, the Franklin Jello version of Dracula and went, "Let's rip that off." <laughs> well, uh, I think when it comes to Cohen, with uh, usually his beginning credits, I think Daniel Pearl shot this, who also shot a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, uh, well, there's a line. I, I I see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in this too, for sure. As far as like the film dissolve, like the the film and, and James and James Dixon, uh, the guy who wrote this with them, is one of is part of Larry Cohen's uh, stock troupe. Uh, Larry Cohen's stock troupe was actually called the Larry Cohen Irish Team, and he hired a lot of amazing uh, actors, uh, specifically of Irish uh, ethnicity. He just, uh, just something that always worked out for him going as far back as uh, It's Alive. James Dixon was also in that as well. Ooh, I think he's playing with that guy's belly button. I believe mm. so. This, this, deeply, this deeply frightening introduction we have. Oh, oh. He went for the nipples. Oh, yeah. This, this, 
Bring in Tokyo. Bring in Tokyo. This looks like a 50 cent day. That's interesting about the uh, the cinematographer doing Texas Chainsaw. Did, do you know if he did, uh, if he shot the first Salem's Lot as well with when Toby directed it? Or? Um, that is something I can get an answer in two seconds because there's this magical thing called Google. Oh, yeah, because I thought you were the all knowing. I think Michael Moriarty's getting up for a close up. <laughs> he is. He is. He's reporting about indigenous tribes or something. Yeah. Because that has a lot to do with Salem's Lot. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean. Trying to dig up origins, I guess? No. No, he's just doing. It's just, there's no point. There's no point to this. <laughs> this movie has no point. Damn. There's none. We're letting you know that he, he will go to the, the depths of hell to get what he wants. I'm going to write how many strikes this movie gets as we're doing it. This this movie does the same thing that the original Salem's Lot did and commits the same sin where it has a completely disconnected introduction. Yeah. Which... Yeah. So, I have a question. Is this in, like, the swampland of Maine somewhere, or... This is Guatemala, Maine. Guatemala, Maine. Okay, I have to admit, I do not know about that part of Maine, but uh, it's I lesser not... known. It's in the southern regions of Maine. Southern. Ah, I see. I see. I, I knew. I knew that there there was swampland somewhere up there in Maine. Billy, yes. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna save you time, Billy. He did not shoot the first Salem's Lot. No, it was actually freaking Jules Brenner. I knew it was someone who was well known. Yeah, he did a uh, Return of the Living Dead, Up in Smoke. Um, he's this actually dude, done some good stuff. This dude did a lot of music videos. He did like a Michael Jackson, all the way from Michael Jackson, Guns N' Roses, Cypress Well, Daniel Stone. Pearl, yeah. Daniel Pearl came out of a music video background. I mean, Daddy LaBelle. He yeah, he basically said he was never ever go back to doing anything Texas Chainsaw related. But Marcus Nispel, when he was actually doing the remake in the early two thousand Chainsaw, he was like, "Hey Daniel, would you mind doing this for me?" He's like, "Of course, I'd love to," because Marcus had he directed music videos as well, and he, and then he was like, "I said to myself, I would never direct another Chainsaw, but here I am doing it again." And that one, actually, I think. It's it's a good looking movie. I mean, this guy is a real journeyman, um, you know, DOP. I mean, he's been around for a long time. He gets down like a motherfucker. So back to our character and the return to Salem's Lot. Scary mm. stuff. Not at all. Oh, that dude is <laughs> always working with the late Larry Cohen. Rest in peace. We should. We'll, we'll dedicate the episode of making fun of his film to him. <laughs> Michael Moriarty's still alive. No, Cohen, Bubba. Oh, Cohen, yeah. Yeah, Cohen, Cohen has passed on. And yeah. He had an interesting career, too, where he... Um, phone Booth, he did that Phone Booth movie, too, that was like a huge movie at the time. And that mm-hmm. was way after he, his... He wrote that. He wrote Cellular. Um... 
you know, he actually wrote and directed the It's Alive franchise. Yeah. Um, Hugh the Winged Serpent is actually one of my favorite uh, monster movies of all time. I'm actually a big, big Larry Cohen fan. And uh, somehow, somewhere, in all of that high-quality, wonderful filmmaking, we have this pile of shit. It <laughs> hey, makes hey, no fucking sense. Hey, yeah. hey, listen, everyone has to take a shit sooner or later. And he just... After doing so many great things, he had, you know, uh, excess of shit he had to dump somewhere. I guess. I, I, my money is he lost a bet. He, he, somewhere somebody was like, I bet you can't make this lump of shit into something good. And he's like, I bet you I can. But he didn't. You know. No, I mean, no, but, no, but that, that's kind of the mentality that Cohen, I mean, Cohen was always good, ready for a challenge. When Hugh was being made, he actually wrote I, the Jury, and starring Amon Asante. And that actually went into production. And there was an issue where, unfortunately, they had to let Larry go. And the next day, he had prepped another movie in the form of Hugh so he could start production immediately. So if he had a challenge or if he was up against something that he didn't you know, want to do he would still figure out a way to muster through it. And I think muster is probably the best word, unfortunately, in this situation. I, but, I would um, argue it's slog. Slog oh, yeah. through it. Slog. Big slogging. Yeah. Lots, and, lots of slogging. And, and, and from a story pers- pers- perspective, I think this is a very weird story, how Moriarty is kind of this... Um, um, guy who you know learns the native languages and you know an anthropologist to a degree and now he's going up you know to you know your kids being an issue and it's like oh great you know kids kind of dragged into it meets this kid for the first time who's this wise ass then they he's like whatever we're gonna go up to maine we're gonna get away we'll get to know one another and see what the hell happens and it's just a very unorthodox premise. Well, um, I, I, I think probably the reason is he wanted to go up to Maine and just leave his kid there tied to a tree and, you know, yikes. and just forget Feed the residents, if you yes. will. Yeah. No, I mean, fundamentally, as a, as a screenwriter, th- this movie makes so many Full massive <laughs> fucking no-nos as far as storytelling goes. Just absolutely disjointed clueless nonsense just all kind of mushed together it's friggin strange yeah it doesn't flow well and i mean when i revisited this fairly recently i'm like man this doesn't flow as well as i remember it i I don't know maybe i was really drunk or stoned the first time i saw this but i watched it sober and it's like i don't remember it being like this It's well, very. Mm. That scene was a little fun, though, with that, with the kid giving the dude a hard time. Yeah, well, I mean, this kid is national. He's never like met his father, so you know, <laughs> lighting up a cigarette right in front of his dad. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, this kid's a re- this kid's a rebel rouser. I mean, you know, wow. it's uh, he has you know, come in and take your sonny, being a nightmare. And They're pushing that different. dynamic. They're pushing the, the the dynamic of the kid being bad news because the father is not in the picture type deal. Yeah. Yeah, like it's normal tr- rebellion. Yeah. yeah, it's a trope. 
It's yeah. true. Now, Moriarty, for anyone who actually is a fan of Law and Order, was in the original, and he yeah, was yeah. on the law side. Um, it was interesting. In my grandmother's mass for a funeral, apparently her favorite DA was Michael Moriarty, and I never knew that about her. There you go. But I've always had a love for his affiliations with uh, Larry Cohen. I think uh, movies like where um, it's ridiculous as it is, it's alive three with him, Karen Black. Um, I mean, the beginning, there's a scene, he just delivers one of the most amazing performances in the courtroom. And it's this ridiculous monster movie, and it's the third in the series. But I mean, this guy, I mean, he's won a lot of awards. Um, you know, Moriarty, the uh, the BAFTA, um, the, the, uh, the Academy, he's won everything but like the Emmy or whatever. But I mean, this guy is a multiple award winning. He won an Academy and, Award? Yeah. For what? He's he's won he's won multiple people. Yeah, he when he played um he played a scene opposite uh Jack Nicholson in some made for TV movie where he plays a Nazi uh officer. And I'm I'm drawing a blank, but I want to say what well, I can't remember the title of the movie, but he, he won the award for that. Um on stage. Uh he's won awards just oh, no, as a He's done a lot of stuff over me. He's the poor man's yeah. John Lithgow. That's what they say in the streets. Uh, I've heard that before. In the streets. In the <laughs> streets. Hey, dude, you want to take my son? I'm selling more for a dollar. In the streets. By the time I'm this movie... Five cents. <laughs> Seriously, by the time this movie's over, like, I want to, like, throw that fucking kid at the vampires, like... Yeah. Strip naked and literally coated in plasma. Just take him. <laughs> Only a kid as tough as nails could survive such a, an episode. You know, dealings with vampires. De- dealings with weird Muppets. Yeah. That's that's what the vampires look like. They don't look the, like vampires. The vampire they look like Muppets. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the woods, that Barlow thing. I want to shoot myself in the face every single time I look at it. It's one of the most arduous looking masks that was turned into a puppet. I mean, it'll come up in a little bit. It's one of those scenes I just wince is a filmmaker, artist. I'm like, I wish dude, it's like a shit. Dude, no. Oh. Every time that thing comes up on screen, all I could think is. It's a fucking Muppet. <laughs> it looks like a fucking Muppet. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. If, if, but but if, they, if I mean, there's already a, a vampire Muppet. That's the Count. So the the, I would have been more afraid it. if they threw him in there. <laughs> if it was the Count, what if it was actually the Count? Welcome to Salem's Lot. One dead body, two dead, dead bodies. I'd have been all about body. it. I'd have been all about it in comparison to that weird bat looking. I don't even know. It's terrible. I would pay to see that. That's hysterical. Come to think of it. I have oh my god! Did, did any of you guys ever watch the uh, Angel TV series? Yes. Yeah. The, no. There was one episode. There was oh, one episode. Angel with, the, the puppet dude. Yeah, Angel oh, and yeah. something turned into a puppet. I would love to see like 
uh, Calvin from Sesame Street and Angel as the uh, as the puppet, you know, like together as like the dynamic twosome of vampire Muppets from space. <laughs> and they're buddy cops on oh my god oh my god you know what would make this movie awesome if the yeah. count was was that head vampire guy and then yeah. the pigs in space just randomly showed up like this movie would get way better real fucking fast <laughs> i'm telling you all right that's it we're gonna remake salem return to salem's lot with fucking muppets that's Love what has it. to happen and the Swedish chef has to come out of the kitchen throwing bats around. <laughs> but of course. <laughs> the bad scheme starts that, that that would that would save this film. <laughs> well, I mean no, this film's long long and been out, but it would have saved this film. Yeah. Had we had the time. Had we been alive back then to talk Cohen into it. Was Cohen a drug dude? Cohen, do you know anything on that? Was he a dude that got into drugs heavy? I know some of the directors uh, partake. He, I mean, he seemed like a true workaholic. So, you know, always I would, plugged I, in, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, he was around it a lot. I mean, he direct. He was one of the first um, white directors to actually do the black exploitation films. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. You know, he really, you know, culturally... I mean, he has such an amazing range. I mean, I believe he actually was directing live TV in it's like the 50s and 60s. I mean, you know, this he was no spring chicken even by the time he was, you know, making his films in the 80s. But, you know, um, he passed away only a few years ago. And, and uh, when I was actually doing makeup for Joe Bob Briggs, um, he actually told me how... Um, Larry unfortunately passed away on a flight coming back to the states. Mm. Mm. Wow. Interesting. He looked out the window and he saw Salem return to Salem's light on the wing. I think they should check to see if there was any the tree. There is something on the wing, and I don't know what it is, and I find it very unsettling. Yeah, it was the fucking Muppet. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't want I don't want to speculate, but I heard there was a coffin in the back. So maybe the vampires got him after all, you know what I mean? Dun dun dun. When you do a big film, big vampire film, the vampires see you trying to tell the world about them and killing them, disgracing them on film format. They got a vengeance. They're out to get you. They'll eventually come get you. you gotta be hey, careful. Take the plot of Queen of the Yeah. Hey, hey, all I have to say is that when you're doing a vampire movie is one thing you have to be. Be positive. Oh. Ah. <laughs> you buy like a joke book. You buy a joke book you've been killing it the last couple episodes. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm see, telling you. See, see audience, they, they keep me here to try to do the bad jokes. <laughs> no, you're, you're becoming the pun master. Like Jesse had it for a little while with Drunkle and a couple of things. But your last couple of episodes, man, you've been like, with the puns. You know? Yeah, so drunkle's yeah. still good. Don't worry. I've seen this oh, no. in your eye. I never changed the name to of my thing. No, uh, Drunkle I, I is a permanent classic. <laughs> we will have shirts eventually that will have Drunkle and probably the face of Busey, you know, from that movie. Vampire yeah. Busey. It's got to be Vampire, Vampire Busey. Busey. Uh, and it's going to be farts coming out of his mouth. Yes. The yeah. 
farts, the fart sucker. <laughs> Your meaning. I I love I love when they have like like alternative like punk like kids in these movies during the eighties because you're like I I I know that there were people wearing crazy stuff back then but you know I I don't remember anyone wearing that crazy shit <laughs> like Lifestyle. unless they were like at a rave not like walking out in like Maine <laughs> you had to. Right? To to get that to actually have that style back then, like you had to be in like Boston, New York City, L.A. You that was a very metro look. Like Maine, you would have looked like a fucking space alien. They wouldn't have known what to do with you. Yeah, but you still would have seen it probably though. It's the same way like you go to Idaho, you know, and they're peeling potatoes and there's kids. Ooh, weird, you know, a muppet like rappers and shit. See? Muppet. <laughs> That's so bad there he is. There he is, the oh. Muppet. And then oh the vampires. God, they're naked. They're the vampires coming in on him. The cops even in on it. Ah, the cop, yeah, the cops. Yeah. Alex, you would play the cop if you were in this. If this Definitely. Hey, hey, I see nothing. I hear he nothing. He looks like he. I know <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Alex, I already have a role for you where you are playing a country bumpkin. Me a country bumpkin? But, you're also, but you also have a. But you're also you're in a position of authority too. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. You're lining, uh, Alex. Right. What's this? Is this a new typecast for you? You're lining up these simple farmer farmer parts lately. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> funny, and I've never been on a farm in my life. That's what makes <laughs> it great. Put you in some overalls. Awesome. No shirt. Overalls, dude. Well, you see here, kids. We'll call you Chuck. Back in my day, we did cow tipping for fun because there wasn't much to do out here in Maine. After you make your gigantic legacy and your billions of dollars, you're going to retire into the farm life. I can feel it. (laughs) Yeah, but Uh, I'm going to dress like like uh, these, you know, hip punk kids. You're going to grow poppy. Yeah. But you, yeah, gotta, but you gotta, you gotta enter scene, Alex. You gotta be educating people on the finer points of uh, bestiality. You'd be like, if you get oh. the sheep up against the cliff, they can't go anywhere. They... You, you got, you got, you got to hold, hold the sheep tight, tight like a lover. You got to show the sheep that you love it. I knew for Rub some reason wolf. that if I said that, you guys would run with it and we, we'd make something magical. You got to <laughs> kick him out. He's a sheep fucker. He's going to fuck sheep. I just saw the Clerks 3 trailer finally. I've been so fucking busy. Oh. Uh, oh. Yes. I want to see it this week. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, that's on. That's on the radar. I need to get to fathom the fathom events and get some. Hey, hey, are these drunkles? They, they might drunkles. be drunkles. <laughs> They're definitely fucking drunkles. We got drunkles here. Drunkles have been sighted. <laughs> <laughs> the only good part about this movie. And oh, are these women drunkles? <laughs> we got yeah, males, females, drunkles. Twenty twenty. Yes, it's a. Goes both ways. No, no. Women can absolutely be drunkles. All you have to do is be of a, of a certain age, have a couple of kids that aren't yours that hang out with you sometimes. 
that you really are irresponsible with and you're hammered drunk constantly. That's it. That makes you a drunk. I was a drunkle at one point in my life, so that is very accurate. I was also a drunkle at one point in my life. <laughs> hey, we taught those kids a lot, though. Nothing good. No, no, I never said that. Okay, I gotta say, there's nothing creepier than little kids dressed in, like, parochial school outfits, you know, uh, attacking older people. Okay, that's, like, kind of creepy. Nothing yeah, creepier like, than, like, know, drunk, the, the drunk children, with the dad scene, you know, I mean. It's shot. Like, like every Stephen King movie. All vampires. It's shot with all of the thought for fear of a documentary, but sure. I don't. Aww, I'm just saying. Dead. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the framing and stuff. Like it doesn't inspire fear. It's just there. It just happens. Yeah. Like that's my biggest gripe with this movie. I think is like the thought for cinematography mm. is just mm. the count. The count pretends. Ah, no, no, no. He looked like the dude from the Goonies. Yes, I was thinking yeah. the exact same thing. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is junk my friend? No. I wonder if Can they like buy chunk. Can no. I no one like his blood? Sloth, Sloth <laughs> loves chunk. Blood loves chunk. I, I wonder if they were trying to buy like chunk. I don't think aiming. we can do this anymore, guys. It's ableist. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I don't care. <laughs> I Another way to get canceled. I wonder if this was originally aimed at a younger audience. And for whatever reason, they couldn't get it, and they got an R. I think because it is. I very, really think I don't know. Yeah. Someone in, in a producer's room was really high, and they pitched them this script, and they went, "That kind of sounds like Salem's Lot. Let's change the name to Return." To, do we own Salem's Lot? I don't know. Change the name to Return to Salem's Lot. Why the fuck? Possible. And, and let's put bar, and let's put Barlow on the box art, considering he's not in the fucking movie. Well, they had to put Barlow on the box art to dupe us all into watching it. Exactly. But that blue crazy fucking count is not Barlow as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> comparing him to Kurt Barlow is like comparing <laughs> Chainsaw to a really angry spork. This is just, you yes. can't. <laughs> the fact really that they're blue. Spork. The only redeeming quality is that they're both blue. There's no other blue fucking characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. They only made him blue. blue. Of course, they only made him blue just to emulate, you know, the first one. It's ridiculous. Look great, the first. One. I think we're coming up to oh, see Sam to see legendary filmmaker slash actor Sam, Sam Fuller, Fuller. I believe Samuel Fuller in the building. Yeah, uh-huh. Dr. Van Meter. Yeah, a Worcester native. Fun fact about yes. Sam Fuller. Yeah, one of the best filmmakers to ever come from our area. Should be noted. Mm-hmm. I believe we totally also noted. have coming up a very young, very Terry. good job, Billy Boy. Hey, me and Billy I been dipping into some notes. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I say this is Tara Reed's first film. Somebody here worked with the great Tara Reed, changed her life. Alexander yes, the Hawk yes, over yes. there. Yes, I I I got a uh, be in the scene with Tara Reed, and uh, I. I gave her life new purpose. She's like, damn, I should be in better stuff. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, man, like where she's at, like, I believe it. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Tara Reid begged to work on that film to get a chance to work with Alex Hawk. 
Of course. Of I course. remember that. I heard She's begging on her knees. Oh my. Alex Hawk <laughs> did hold her did hold her hair at some point, but what she was doing, I won't say. Oh. She could have been vomiting and she could have been performing. This should have been last week's episode with the sexy time. Alex doesn't Ooh. like to talk oh, man. about it. Hold, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to go get my lubricant. Let's continue the story in a second. <laughs> something, too, I feel like. She looks like she was in a Nightmare on Elm Street film or something. That brown-haired one. Her. Yeah. She's got a familiar face. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe. Bill, I thought you might have known that one. No fun facts for her. What's her character name? The girl with 80s the brown hair. 80s actor girl. Girl that, with the brown name. Yeah, that's her name. The 80s hair. actor girl. <laughs> Maybe Sherry? Maybe not. Okay. Um, Why she's not? baking. She's getting a birthday girl. She's getting a cake. Her... This has a very Texas Uh-oh. Chainsaw vibe to it right here. Where they're at the table with the family, this has a very Chainsaw vibe. I give them that. Oh, very much so. I did catch that villain. You gotta Uh-oh. eat the cake before we eat you. Come on, get on I with never, it. But I never would have said that if I didn't know that he shot Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so it could be in my head. Now that you say it, it's like very prominent in my head. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but... like the circle round family attack. A little bit. A little bit. There is an actor in this movie with the name Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, it's true. Does he does he yell at people that their chicken's not well not well enough done? Eh, well. Character's name is Alan. He's the picky vampire. That's deep that's deeply intimidating. I love it when my vampires are named Alan. Uh, she might be Jill Gatsby. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was. I mean, you mentioned you said the name. Yeah, of no relation to the Great Gatsby. Uh, is that this? I believe that dude right there was in a film called Doctor Detroit. Michael. No, this old dude here. Oh, the old guy. And interestingly Michael. enough, even just mentioned Gil Gatsby, she was also in Vampire's Kiss. Uh, Vampire's Kiss, okay. and she's credited as Victim Girl. <laughs> that's funny so okay one man now that, that's a suck fest going on right there she's hey, gonna hey, gum you to yes. death they're gumming her to death that's, yes. what happens. that's what happens when you have very old lady vampires they gum you to death yeah it still Duke. works huh well i mean i would also say that they're just not springing for the bite of the proper bite effects but you know yeah. Cut corners, whatever. Jesse, as as a as a female, I put my teeth in if I'm going to eat something. If you if you were a vampire, if you knew you were going out to feast, would you do your lipstick a certain color, like war mode, like war paint, or would you just kind of? Oh God, no. So um, I have like so I understand that American vampires very very clean, but like UK vampires and other types of vampires, they're all very messy. So I don't see any point in putting any makeup on. I'm just gonna cover myself up in blood anyway. Want to be an intimate thing for the victim, you know, kind of keeping the mystique. I mean, I guess it depends on the night and my mood and how hungry I really am. Send them out in a good way. Yeah, like I might do the whole like seductive thing and be like, oh yeah, let's do it, nom. Just you, kidding. That would Dinner be your, time. 
that would the be mood your, of the vampire. That would become your serial killer trademark, though, in the in the in, in the all the files in the police house because that yeah. lipstick the lipstick would be around the wound. All all I'm saying is, yeah, it would have to be red, like a dark red, like Ooh. not blood red, but like a darker red, almost black. That's yeah. my color. Black would be interesting. Yeah, but all I'm saying is, if I was going to be a vampire, no matter where I was, UK, America, Bulgaria, I'm going to have a Cockney accent. I'm just going to walk up to people like, "Oi, oi, you could to me," and it's going to be great. Yes, I yeah. love that. What do you prefer more? Do you prefer the old school way of like, uh, like the two the two little bite holes, or like uh, some of the monstrous vampires you see that'll just bite you through? I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it would really depend on how much I actually enjoy drinking blood. Because like, we can go from like, am I eating Brussels sprouts to like, am I eating ribs? You know? Yeah. Like yeah. if I was eating Brussels sprouts, it'd probably be a little dainty, like two holes. Just like, yeah, I'm just doing this because I need to eat something. That's fine. But if I dig it, oh man, that girl, whoever that is, is getting ripped in half. Like it's mm-hmm. done. Because that, yeah. Because like I, I, I do, I enjoy me some food. Yeah. Like ragu style. What do you got? What do you two. think, Billy Boy? Would you want? Well, I think for me, I mean, I would do something similar to James. I mean, I would probably do like a cross between like ragu and raw head Rex. Because if I'm going to eat something, then, you know, I'm going to fucking enjoy it no matter what. Do I have to have a Cockney accent, James? I'm going to let you have that. If I have to have have an accent as a vampire, then I think I'll go with uh, Japanese. (laughs) What? I support. Japanese vampire? I'm into it. I would be a Japanese vampire. Like Tokyo Gore Police. Billy Coin, Japanese vampire. Nice to Billy, meet you. That should Billy Coin, the Japanese Irish vampire. Billy you, can't get a, vampire you can't get away with it from being called with the last name like Coin. No, I, I guess. Well, yeah, whatever. Maybe I'll be. Yeah, I'll be in Ireland and I will have a Japanese accent and I will be killing people that probably don't deserve it. And I'm just, <laughs> Why, motherfucker. Yeah, I try and kill people that deserve it. Hawkman, what? what do you say? What do you want the teeth or you want the big fucking jumps? Well, hey, um, I think it's it's it depends what if you're going with the more sophisticated, you know, vampire, you know, the Draculas and all that, you know, you know, nice, clean, tidy. That's the two puncture marks on the neck kind of vampire. Well, then you got the more, you know, vicious, you know, 30 days at night, you know, I'm going to rip your throat out vampire. Mm. You know, they really don't care about how much blood they do. They just like to make a show out of it. Mm-hmm. And they just rip out your throat and just, you know, like, just make a mess. So you would be, so you would be. Me? Yeah. Um, I would, I would probably be uh, the sophisticated vampire. Two little puncture marks right I on the fe- neck. I felt yeah. that. You know, yes. you know, nuzzling, you know, be all, all seductress. I knew Alex would go for the sexual thunder approach. I get it. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, I, I believe in make, making vampires sexy again. He's going to be making love to it for the next week. So How dare you? To be all How dare you, Mr. Hawk? No. Scary. No. Make Hawk, vampires I've known scary. you for 15 years. You're a fucking liar. You would you would be a beast of a vampire. You guys you'd, be make... like a, you'd be like a were-pire. You'd be like a, a were-hawk-pire. <laughs> Jess, what do you think over there? Don't let, um, the, don't let the boys influence your decision. If you want to be a 
you want to be a nice old school vampire, there ain't nothing wrong with that. It's 2022 after all. Oh God, no. I've always been like gore central, you know? So like, but my favorite teeth, I'd be like, my fangs would be normal, but then like the tooth next to it would be a little bit shorter fangs and they'd be like, (sighs) and like, there'd be a lot of blood and I'd get a lot of blood, but obviously I'd be wearing it too. Yeah. It would just be a bloodbath. Word up. Let's have a party. Yeah, I'd probably do that too. I'm not going to get lost, but... Uh, what can I say? I, I, I'm a big fan of the old Bela Lugosi uh, style. I mean, no, classic. I feel like you'd get more victims because they wouldn't, like, you know, think that you were a vampire, and then you, like, just devour them. Depends on, yeah. yeah, or, or you can just be like these uh, these old ladies that, you know, you, you <laughs> that all of a sudden you don't take seriously, and then all of a sudden they're gumming you to death. Gummers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's one thing I don't think I'd ever be threatened by. Like, who let elderly people be vampires in this movie? What like, a waste. What a waste <laughs> to be an elderly vampire. What a non-threatening... Yeah, like, dude, like, if you stuck at, like, 75 years old, like, osteoporosis and a bum you back pain. Shit, you always got back pain. Well, well, yeah. It fucking blows. <laughs> what, what's actually worse is being a child vampire. I mean, come on. I being, don't... like, you know, you know, seven years old for, yeah, like, eternity... Tough. I mean, you can't even pretend to buy beer or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, that sucks. The only good you know, thing like is- that movie Cursed, I think it was. Well, I think some piece of you would never actually grow up. You would always remain a kid forever. I well, the only good, the only good thing about, about that, I think, the only, actually, the only, the only good thing about being a kid is you get easy, easy food because everybody'd yeah. be willing to help you out. Yeah. So that would be smart, but yeah, like if you. It's like uh, near dark where the kids. Yeah, stuck, you know what I, mean? I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Which would suck. That would fucking suck being like 300 years old. And and he was petrified of the daylight. I mean, if you remember that scene with... Uh, you would be too, Holmes. If, Jason Patrick's Myers. brother, whatever the hell his name is, the kid from uh, class of 1999, who was also the younger brother in that movie. Getting burnt blows. That's, yeah. that's all it comes down to. It's not <laughs> a fear of the sun. Blows. It's not a fear of the sun. It's a fear of burning. Yeah. Burning hurts. Ow. No thanks. <laughs> Vampires have a tendency to burn. And I'll tell you, I mean, the fucking Dick Smith effects were fucking amazing on that movie, you know, because, and that was all cigar smoke they were using to mm-hmm. pump through it, you know, stuff coming out. Yeah, cigar smoking tubes, man. Yeah. People go, <sighs> and it'll look fucking great. Did they try to reach, yeah. I, I think that Michael Moriarty is being seduced by the lovely blonde. I don't. There's no thinking about it for sure. Do they try and redo the that window scene with the kid and all? No, not movie? at all. All right. Not I thought they'd probably close. go back to the well on that one. Not even close. None. Nothing. Nothing about this movie has any kind of like narrative correlation with anything Salem's Lot. Hmm. They just slapped the name Salem's Lot on top of whatever the fuck this is supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah. And now this new Salem's Lot movie <laughs> here basically lost its slot. It sounds like it got pushed back even Ooh. further. Oh, that's the TV Titty show. Titty They're Titty saying Titty. that's like oh, it wasn't God. top priority anymore. Oh, really? They yep, bumped it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing about that recently. Yeah, I was going to bring it up at the, at the, at the end. Well, they canceled that Batgirl movie and people were really upset about that, right? 
That yeah. got canceled too. I, I wonder think. if they'll cancel more movies to try and make it look not so the focus. Well, that new CEO over at Warner Discovery lost his goddamn mind. He, yeah. He's just he's just canceling everything. I don't I don't know what his uh, process is. He's canceling everything and then bringing back the DCU stuff like Ben Affleck as Batman and like some other shit. It's like what? Why are you doing that? Stop. Wouldn't really I? stupid. Really stupid moves. I wonder what the, his credentials are. He's either probably like. He's probably um, sometimes they're sometimes they're filmmakers. Sometimes they're just like, you know, got the the Midas touch. In my in my experience, limited experience with anybody of an executive position, he's probably just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you gotta love his and hers coffins. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes, for the discerning homemaker. Okay, Michael, you're going to be shirtless in this scene. That was a great Make sure you don't change your facial expression at all. Like, you have it throughout the whole movie. You need a stone face. Give me that stone face, Mariani. You know I love that stone face. I love it more than anything else. I more than life itself. Give it to me. I love it more than my mother's soup. And you know I love my mother's soup. (laughs) You know, you know, you know, like, you guys bring up a good point. Like, he looks like a Mormon fucking throughout this whole movie. Yeah. (laughs) Just, it's like there's oh, no from the main character. No, he's know? just like, well, yes, this is very good. The thing that's strange about Moriarty, <laughs> when, when he was working on Troll with John Beekler, basically what was said to him from Moriarty is, I need to find the music of this character. And that's kind of how he sees how he gets into his performances. He's like, you know, I need to find the music for this guy. And he was having a difficulty time doing that on Troll. And I think he basically took the hat of the first AD beaker and put it on Moriarty's head. And he said, I look ridiculous. He said, that's what your character is supposed to be. He is ridiculous. He, and then he went back to talk about Cary Grant, one of those movies from the 60s. And he's like, oh, I get it. Now we understand the music of the character. And it's difficult because, you know, sometimes it doesn't click immediately trying to find the role that you're trying to do. But in this film, he's in a constant state of utter confusion. I don't know how to say it any other way, but it's just, you know, I've seen his his range all over the place and other stuff, but he's very static in this role. And that's just... I think think a lot of it is just straight up him going, this is going to be a pile of shit. So I'm just going to do whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of pro- Colin probably said to Moriarty, do whatever you want to do. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm putting in a situation I don't want to be in. We hope so. Cause like, this is really out of character for Cohen to make a movie. Just this. Well, I, I, I feel Cohen does have some trepidation about this production. I think he kind of considered it a very difficult production. Um, I can't remember my sources, but. I want to say it was, it wasn't Masters of Horror, but I think it was a documentary somewhere along the way, maybe for It's Alive. But, you know, it just sounds like this was not the hand he wished he was being dealt coming into this production. But he just had to make it work no matter what. And it's whatever. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent, it's a movie. That's all you can say. <laughs> I can confirm that it is, in fact, a film 
that is comprised of moving pictures. That yes. is true. That and is there's true. sound and there's occasionally music and Muppets. All those yes. things happened. All of those things happen in yeah. concordance. A bunch in a while, once in a while, an elderly person gums someone's wrist. So that's fascinating. I think the no. best part so far is all the cows. So thank you for all the cows. I just, I just would like to know where exactly the vampires the are. Yeah, where's the beef? But where are the vampires in the film? I'd like to know where they are. All I have seen is Alzheimer's patients. This is a very strange movie. Right? Kids killing people. I mean, yeah, it's just strange. It's like the city is just like it's a city of vampires. You know, I mean, not a city. Sorry, a town. Considering how small this fucking area is, oh. you know, a town of coexisting vampires. It's like a yeah. peaceful. And it's Which strange like, how, how they bring in Michael Moriarty and they're like, listen, you know, you're a world-renowned anthropologist. We want you to basically write our Bible because we are the oldest uh, life form on this planet. And I thought that was a really interesting little piece to the story where basically the, the uh, uh, Sam Fuller's character is basically saying, write the book of us. And... It's, it's, I thought that was a whole strange concept coming into the movie. It's like, okay, so you're killing people in this small little space, the outsiders. I'm here. I'm scared for my life. And you want me to fucking chronicle everything about your existence? Meanwhile, my delinquent son is yeah. getting, getting real familiar with one of your female vampire chicks. Yeah. Hey, hey you have to be careful that. of her. Before you know it, she'll slip him the apple pie. Yeah. Not yeah. the apple pie. The apple pie. But but if he does not take the apple pie, she knows uh, she has a flute and she knows where to place it. Okay. Uh-huh. I've always been very afraid of vampires with apple pies and flutes. Let me tell you. Heck yeah. This one time at band camp? Oh, my. I stuck a flute out my woohoo. Of course right. you did, Hawk. Of course you did. What else are you going to do with band camp? It's not <laughs> like that you're going to actually play the instrument. Wait, wait, I wait. Mean... Tell me you made music with it, though. Oh, I made music with it. Just <laughs> that's that's like, like a slide whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel Fuller always had a cigar in his mouth. He was like born with a cigar in his mouth. Him and Milton Berle. Well, it's what we call an oil fixation. And, and George Burns. It's good for you. It's good for yeah. you. I like that. This is my 15th cigar today. Oh, that's good stuff. You know, bring up Joe Gatsby again. Believe it or not, that's Larry Cohen's daughter. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. That's why he was able to convince her to get in this piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to do this career. movie if you like it or not. If you want to marry that nice boy, then you're going to do this movie. <laughs> I think it was more, you want to be a movie star, daddy. I want to be a That's movie star. That's what I was going to say. And, daddy, and uh, he put her in. He got her in a lot of shit. She was in Maniac. I was going to say, I think she's stuff. like fit in. I, was, I thought it was, was going to say the ambulance, because I know that was going. But I think as she got older, yeah. she used to do it. I, her dad it produces now as well. What a shot. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Back when everybody would do the Pledge of Allegiance and you would have I pledge allegiance to the flag. vampire to 
of America. He says, one day I will get to work with Alexander Hawk and I will be so happy. I, I am a true undead American and I will, you know, suck the blood out of anyone that I don't agree with. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's Alex, very modern of you, Hawk. Alex never held any of her hair except for the stuff he got out of her dressing room. That's yeah, it. well, th- that was supposed to be between you and me and, and, right. and the dressing room. And that hair was definitely not on her head. I was going to oh, say, wow. was it pubic hair or leg hair? Yeah, that's... Yes. Oh, wow. It's for me to know when you... Yes, so. I know. I know the answer already. <laughs> and it smelled like lavender. Oh, oh, oh I mean, she douches. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, see, my mind just processed what you said. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is that Slugworth from Willy Wonka in the background there I'm talking about? Slugworth. Slugworth. Yeah, oh. but the but the trick to it is he's actually playing Slugworth, because why not? <laughs> no. Hey, Slugworth if you give me a Willy Wonka bar, I'll let you suck my blood. All hey. I can afford is a Lago bar. Hey, that's that's a fair trade. He's like, hey, you give me the chocolate, right? Then I'll eat the chocolate, and then you eat the chocolate. Come on. (laughs) I like how his signature move is just glare at a child. I think they give you five to ten for that these days. (laughs) (laughs) What a creep. Come on, little boy. Come on. Let's play with the nice man. Well, I mean, Sam Fuller is also the Muppet, right? Like, that's he correct. could be. He very well could be. I, I'm fairly certain that he is also the Muppet. That's and if that's cool. the case, the Muppet's really interested in that little boy, and that is... This is a crime! This whole not, movie's a crime! Okay, not here's good. a good question for everyone. What's not a horror good. movie you would like to see made completely with Muppets? This one. This one. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to ruin anything good by putting Muppets in it. So this is already oh, starting. Oh, come on. I love Muppets. Muppets what make movie, anything no, no. better. What movie, what movie would you want to make with Muppets? It's just good, bad, or it could be horror or non-horror? No, that's the thing. I would want to take a really bad horror movie and do it with Muppets because you're starting at ground zero. You have no mm-hmm. expectations because everyone already thought thinks it's shit. So if you do exactly. it with Muppets, you make it way cooler. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> this, I was not insulting the Muppets, Alex. I was giving the Muppets the thing that they would actually elevate this piece by being there. <laughs> <laughs> so what about – okay, so what, would, would you say – which one would you rather see? Manos, the Hands of Fate or Play Nine from Outer Space? Plan nine from outer space with Muppets, Same. hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands down. Plan nine. That'd be fucking. That wasn't that great of a selection, Bill, but I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see the count, the fucking the count from Sesame Street horror movie. Hell yeah! We talked about earlier. I sucked it out. One. We just need number two. Honest, honestly, I want uh, I want to see this scene with Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Because she had yeah. more than two, right? Get down on it. She, she Get down on it, Kermit. Come on. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm always curious yeah. how, how you make uh, yeah, ham hogs. So, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> ham hogs. Ribbit, ribbit. She's having frog legs tonight, man. Hey, <laughs> there's a Muppet right there. Frog. A Muppet's watching. 
Sometimes I feel like She's getting really excited. Boom, 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 boom. It's named Sesame Street, kids. Got goosebumps. Disney Channel effect. <laughs> I dig. This does have like a heavy, like. Mr. Boogity. Made for TV feeling. Oh, it does. Mr. Boogity vibe. Mr. I was Boogity, always under the impression yes. that this was made for TV for some reason. It wasn't. No, it was. It does very much have that made for TV, but it has a very made for TV flair too. Absolutely, it got a limited release. This and it's alive. Three were done like back to back, and they both surprisingly squeaked it and got theatrical releases for a short time when they weren't supposed to. But this was yeah, this was very bad news. Very bad news situation, Bill. So, so then Larry Cohen was filming this up in Maine, wherever. Where the other, if it was It's Alive three, then he was actually filming in the same location Steven Spielberg was for Jurassic Park, yeah. uh, because it was before Jurassic Park was even made. But the same locations were actually for, for, on It's Alive three. It was a beautiful piece in uh, Hawaii where he filmed, and he we, would do that a lot. He would film, you know, stuff back to back. Did we just miss miss a crucial point in the what happened in the bedroom with the guy? There's literally the no case? crucial point in this plot. Was that Not something one. dark we we missed? Not at all. Uh, you, this whole film just, to go with what James said. Yeah, you just missed him talking to his son, saying, "Please don't don't be a little punk. I I want to get laid. So you know, stay in look- stay in your room. You know, dream of, of Terry Reed, but do not open my door if my door is rocking." Don't Stop fucking that little vampire girl. Stop <laughs> fucking the little vampire girl, you little son of a bitch. If you bring home an immortal baby that we have to pay for forever, I'm never letting it go. <laughs> you had a I wouldn't either. Use a fucking condom, you little bastard. <laughs> That's what you are. You're a bastard. <laughs> Food dying. Vicious. I feel like the dad should have been Stan Marsh from South Park. That would have worked. <laughs> are you saying? Wait, are you saying it should be Randy Marsh or Stan? Randy yeah, sorry, Marsh. it should be Randy, Randy Marsh. Marsh. Randy Marsh. Oh, dude. Well, son, let me tell you this: you don't want to go down this path. No, please, please don't. <laughs> no, no, no. America. I can see it at the end, like the last fight with the Muppet. And he's just yeah. sitting there all bloody. He's like, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm still standing. <laughs> I, I just have Big some thing, stuff in this, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a, like, I love how many ways we found to improve this movie. <laughs> It takes a village, my friend. Oh, it took a village to make the movie, too, but they fucked it up, so. <laughs> all, all you need is to add Muppets, and it'll elevate anything. Muppets, Stan Marsh, done. We won. That's it. There it is. Fucking multi-billion dollar hit right there. Bam. Ooh, this Bam. is some serious action we get on our hands right now. Oh, so intense. You know what? Listen, I mean, these guys look like they're doing their own stunts, and to roll around in a fucking river, I mean... That's actually mad slippery, too. Yeah. Yeah. But Billy, 
they whacked him on the head and then they neatly placed him on the rock. Like they literally well, no, blow more. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the, that, that rolling in the water. Oh yeah, the rolling around the water. Sure, I mean that's a, that's only so much you can do with that anyway. They probably, probably right near the land. Didn't realize they were even going to do that. I believe Cohen was a director that would have them do weird stuff like on the day, and he was like a like how certain directors are kind of um, spur of the moment. Fly, yeah, like on the fly with decisions. I yeah. think he was like one Ooh. of them. Surprise! You're fighting in the water. It's thirty degrees out. Good luck. I like how there's two spots of blood there. Yeah. Ooh. Like they had to do it twice. So nice, they did it twice. (laughs) Oh, they uh, killed him. He's dead. That's a great. I I think that's dummy. That's not a dummy. dummy, All right. Not a dummy. (laughs) The big dummy. The ominous sunset shot, signifying that the rest of the cast can come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. I like that. It's a good transition. And there they are. This was actually Andrew Dugan's last film, that gentleman on the right there in the suit. Uh, so, that's, he's actually wasn't supposed to be in this scene. That's his ghost in the film. Oh, that makes sense. Because <laughs> we got we got we got the proto Muppet, we've got gums. Who else is in this scene? Uh Proto Muppet, Gums, the the kid, another the boom mic, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, there's Gums. There's both. There's Gums one and Gums two. How about that? <laughs> hey, you want to come in and be gummed? Oh my! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm a child. See, look, I'm... I told you this is what happens. You put the fucking, you stick it in the vampire, then there's a mortal baby's child support until you die. <laughs> Inhumane. Literally, the baby's inhumane. <laughs> I'm gonna trap you in purgatory forever. Forever and ever. If you think hell's bad, you. if you think hell's bad, wait until you see Family Court in 2185. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he'd love me for the rest of my life. I'm 2,055 years old. He's I'm not going to lie, man. No more. This is very, nope. very Rosemary's baby-like. That, Just a touch. Bit, yeah. But this, that's what I'm saying, man. That's what makes this movie such a mess. There's so many disjointed plot points yeah that you just like leave your head scratching like now there's a fucking baby like where the hell did that come from like even on the late, standing around the room's got that vibe too that rosemary baby vibe i, f- uh, I feel like the writer's room on this just had had just discovered the wonders of crack <laughs> like, and, and actually the guy who just argued was back when crack you know, was the cop james dixon yeah. Had a big had a big hand in the script with uh, Larry Cohen. It sounds like it was swollen? was it swollen? Yeah, huh? was it swollen? Yeah, had a big hand. Swollen. Yeah. Your boy wore a hairpiece throughout the whole film too. Morarity. Morarity. Oh yeah. Morarity report. For you can't even tell. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. Fantastic. I want to touch it. That's why I said at that time it was a glorious above head shot of his nice fucking fake hair. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Be careful, it's it's actually a critter that's hibernating. Yeah, he's got a sleeping crate on his dome. That's that's <laughs> what's going on there. This is better than an isopod. I guess. 
They are kind of cute, though. I mean, you gotta read the book of my memoirs. All two million pages. You gotta read a text. I've been keeping a journal since the Mesopotamian era. Good luck. Exactly. <laughs> Day 2,055. I just you have realized more pages, I can more have more fun without teeth. <laughs> you can kill someone with the stand, that book. How thick it is. This book's going to be even thicker. Yeah. I believe Excuse that's June. Me, man, do, do, do you know how much more fun it is having a BJ from an old woman with no teeth? Well, it takes back. forever and ever, and it's very sloppy. <laughs> it's like the grapefruit uh, video. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, some lady uses a grapefruit to please her man, and she goes through like all the steps, and then the noise she makes is glorious. You should all watch it. Uh, where is this again? I'll send it in the chat. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. The grapefruit video. <laughs> grapefruit blowjob. Look yeah. That could be dangerous. That grapefruit getting in the wrong hole. That <laughs> juice. It burns! It burns! Like lemon juice. I'm not going to lie. I told my brother once that doing that would get rid of kidney stones. He tried it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he got rid of something, but maybe not kidney stones. I owed him a very deep amount of revenge. And let me tell you, I got it all back that one time. (laughs) It was fantastic. He seriously just looks like he smelled a fart through the entire fucking yeah, movie. I know. It's just a look of confusion. Just well, why? It's like, why am I even in this movie? You know? I, he's he's yeah. trying to figure out why he has his son. He's like, why did I accept my son to take care of this kid? Son, come back. I want to play baseball and other fun You don't things. want nothing to do with that kid. <laughs> why did I accept this role? It's like, oh, yeah. I said I would do anything for Colin. Cohen gave him a bunch, gave him a lot. Now, this is considered as the lowest point in Cohen's career. Like, not just us saying it, but, like, it's well-known within the community of filmmaking. Uh, he wrote the, he wrote a script. He was being considered to be the writer, maybe even the director of the first uh, Salem's Lot that Toby ended up doing. And the producer said that the script he turned in was the worst script they've ever read. Crazy. Damn. I've heard that story. That's fucked up. You know, there's some there's there there's some truth to this though, and I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I we think, have a, yeah, but we have a lot of people in the filmmaking community that write their own shit. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just being real about it. Not everybody that has a great eye for filmmaking has a great mind for writing. Yeah, it's not it's not like we're all total packages. Like we all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. except me. I'm a total. Well, except package. Alex. Except oh, Alex. He's He's the total package. Hawk is the total package. But besides him, some of us, some of us aren't everything. So like Larry not being a great writer, is that that big of a deal? I don't think so. He was still a great director. It just should have been directing other people's shit. That's all. (laughs) Not every great writer is a great film director. Look at Stephen King. 
True. I think Cohen. What was do you awesome. mean? Maximum Overdrive is the best movie ever. Yes, it uh-huh. is. Come we on. Are, we already Come covered on. that. Come on. Uh, we covered that. We know our secret, not even a secret love, our actual love. Oh no, we love Axiom Overdrive, but we're still talking about a movie that needed an intro and an outro to explain what the fuck happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and for that to come from King, just exactly, you just laugh. Exactly, it, it, it just reminds you all you need to make a movie is uh, Scarface worth of cocaine. Yes, an entire Scarface worth of cocaine. Al Pacino's net body weight in cocaine. That's what you need. Yes, from head to toe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not discounting other appendages along the way either. Okay. Feel a lot of tears to this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm hey, sure man, that guy loves his cigar. I'm starting to think it's I, not a cigar. Always. Like, even a, like, that's his thing. I was part of his, like, whole I think he's running off just to get another cigar. Maybe he he's hoping that Monica Lewinsky one has one. You need to call John Ford. Why didn't he accept this role? <laughs> he's coming back without a cigar. Kitty. Yeah. I wonder when, like, a uh, big crossover of seeing filmmakers, you know, like Cronenberg did it a lot, he, and, you know, other filmmakers. You know, there's cameos and there's certain ones that actually like take on roles. I wonder when that started to really kind of pop off because Fuller's like, he's not a bad actor, but he's really kind of there because he's Fuller. And uh, like anybody could have kind of played that role. I'm not taking anything away from him. You know what I mean? But he has such a, it's a chunk, big chunk. It's a big character. <laughs> yeah, you got to. You got to wonder where the, the the thought process where was for that because you're right. It, it, it's a relatively big character, but kind of just anybody could have done it. You know, it's not like a big character piece or anything like that. But that's also a testament to the entire movie. If you yeah. think about it, every every character in this movie is kind of a throwaway character because they're all just shoddily written to to the point where they're almost inexplicably not good. <laughs> Like, I almost think, like, the writing in this movie is so bad that it, like, it had to be deliberate. Like, I feel like somewhere along the way, somebody in the writer room, writer's room, just maybe calling himself, got pissed at the studio and said, look, we're just going to fucking tank this thing. We're going to phone it completely like all the way grab. to fucking, and, and that's it. It was a money grab on the studio's part, which is why they tagged the Salem's Lot name on it in the first yeah. place. Because it was clearly like never meant to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's clearly never meant to have the name Salem's Lot. It has very little to almost nothing to do with the actual Salem's Lot story. I have a feeling it was probably a rights issue somewhere along the way where maybe they just, you know, just to hold on to the name where they maybe I had to actually make something to just kind of hold on to it for X amount of time. Yeah, that's that's a I mean, possibility. It, and that's not unheard of. It has been done before. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. You, know. you look at the uh, the the sea of uh, horse shit that happened with Fright Night too, because of that very reason, yeah. yeah, right, because of the shit that happened with the 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 twins there and the the rights going in the escrow. Or even like with uh, Living Dead ninety, really helping getting that, yep. uh, you know, re- retroactive for the original, which mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it definitely, I can't, you know, it's it's so sad to hear like how those guys really didn't get paid. 
you know, and just, you know, helped so much. Well, not even get whatever, but just, you know, but just to help, you know, with the copyright. Because you know, if you have a copyright, the last thing you want is for it to expire. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it was a payday flick, you know. I don't think you wanted to do it. I don't think you wanted to do It's Alive 3 either, you know. They probably just said, well, we'll give you the money to make these films. And he said, all right, because he wants to make films, you know. It's interesting. That's it's not unlike with uh, Shapiro, Glickenhaus, and uh, Hen and Lauder. Yeah, um, but they're more in their production house. They raised the money. He'd have to go to other, somebody else. Yeah, he was known was... for he was known to kind of be able to make movies on the cheap. You know what I mean? I don't know if he was from the Corman school. He could have been. Well, Cohen was more in New York. Yeah, Cohen was, was more yeah uh, New York bred. You know, but I mean, here's he's a guy. That, yeah. He's on that like enchilada of like uh, the people that came through Corman, not yeah. so much Corman himself. Yeah, a little bit Absolutely. of Corman in there, but. Yeah. You know, how to make something, you know, kind of good, fast, and cheap. Um, you know, it's difficult to get, you know, two of the three, let alone three of the three. But, you know, you look at something like the first, It's Alive, you know, was actually a huge success for Warner Brothers that really helped kind of bankroll Larry Cohen's career. Yeah. If you make the money extent. for nothing, that's what that's what they love. The business side of it, they they want to give you as little money as possible and get the best. Yeah. In that first movie, had one of the best marketing campaigns of its time, yeah. and that really helped generate. Um, you know, I mean, you look at stuff like you know, God told me to. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Own. He's beating up on the kid, Bill. That's what He's happens. Fucking beating up on not to cut you off, Bill, but he was fucking manhandling that kid. He was giving him like fucking sixteen years of discipline and <laughs> he's giving him the business. That's what he well, was like. I'm sorry, son. I haven't been there with you throughout most of your life. So that means I have to get all your punishment in right now. So <laughs> bend over and take it like a man. I feel like he didn't like say sorry. Pig. I definitely feel like he didn't say sorry. He was like, motherfucker, you fucking, I told you, I told you, do not fuck the vampire girl. Do not fuck the vampire girl. <laughs> bad baby, bad baby. <laughs> Dude, I told you when you horn it, you spank the monkey. Don't let the monkey spank you. That's right. That's what happens. And you end up immortally stuck paying child support. I know. child. Yeah. Forever. Child support forever. That's tough. Now that's hell. That is hell. That is hell. So I'm saying, 50 years from now, he's still going to be in family court. Like, 78 years old, the kid's going to be sitting there like, what the fuck did I do? Why? And the kid's, his baby's still an infant. Formula now costs like $387 a gallon. (laughs) I knocked off this vampire chick when I was only nine. And I am now 110, and I'm still paying for the goddamn little vampire sucker. That's a tough one, yeah. And I thought I'd get out of it by death, but then on my 97th birthday, they turned me into a fucking vampire. So now I got kidney stones forever. (laughs) Yeah. I have to wake up five times a night to take a piss, man. Exactly. I mean, how terrible would that be? I'd be throwing myself in the sun. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Ooh. shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, that now that's a hit and run. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I wonder Ooh. if there was take Tuesday, guys. with the cigar in his mouth of him going back and forth trying to do both, and they said, you just gotta lose the cigar. <laughs> Sam Aww. ain't gonna work, dude. Probably. Probably. He was like, uh, but I it's need... my trademark. Yeah. I need something in my mouth, like an old fixation. <laughs> yeah, man. The church. This is a school. This is a church, right? Yeah. Church, school. yeah. Church, school, same diff. That's how cheap of a movie it was. It was both. They probably used it for both. <laughs> On that actually looks like the... my elementary school. On one side of the building, it's a school. On the other side of the building, it's a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Like, visual trickery like that is a thing. It's like mm. the people's temple over there, dude. Very classic. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It looks like uh looks like some kind of fucking church you'd see in Utah. Mm. I wonder if there's even writing on the side of the car that's uh, that's that type of type of deal. Yeah, it's lights were a lot. They paid for the lights, they don't want to pay for the stickers. Now, Fuller looks fucking serious for the first time ever in this film. This is like good, some good acting for him. That's why they need to get Samuel Fuller to do it. For that acting right there. And to get that, they had to take away his cigar. To get it, they had, yeah, they had to wait till he was out of cigars. And they said, the cigar dude just showed up outside. And that's the look that he gave out the window thinking the cigar guy was there. <gasps> <gasps> so, so, so in, other words, in other words, you're saying that they gave him the Shaw treatment. Yeah. Need the yeah. Want my stogie. I need my stogie. They used to call me Mr. Stogie. You on cocaine, Hawk? What's going on? I'm always on cocaine. I'm coked up. No, I like you. You're a good guy. So this dude's going to cane because he's about to die in a couple days, unfortunately. Oh, shit. 3D. That should have been another 3D. Charge. That old dude hit the camera fucking 20 times when he did this. Yeah. 800 (laughs) takes. They had their, they had their, their ranges off and he just like cracked a lens. Yeah. My geriatric minions attack. That's not my (laughs) Scott. Oh. I'm sorry, but like a shitload of elderly vampires rushing at me. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to be intimidated by that. It's like I'm going to break your knees. If. What what do you in a situation when you're an elderly person? If you have dentures, what do you do for teeth? Do you think vampire teeth grow in, or you think you're just fucked? Well, you remember the uh, they they answered that question. At the oh, they did one, at one of those shitty Lost Boys sequels with the fucking guy. He put the fucking fake denture vampire fangs in. He's like, oh, nah, nah, nah. God. <laughs> so dumb. They, they really fucking did that. They really fucking did that. I went, that's the the immediate second I went, this is going to be a dumb fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Poor Gary Hain. That's why he finished himself off. His legacy, his legacy was definitely tainted by that shit. I remember they cut, they cut his scene or something like that out of the last, last boy movie he did. Yeah, no, it was like, uh, they, he like had a, like a major part in one of the scene. sequels and then they cut it down to him being, having an end credit scene with Feldman and he and, and inexplicably for some reason he was a vampire yeah I remember that 
He was just all pilled up. <laughs> he just looked like a vampire. Uh, it was fucking terrible. It was it was terrible. It was, just, it was like two two dude two old dudes like absolutely just phoning in for the check. Like, <laughs> you knew it. Your vampires are usually get like so you can kill them. You can usually kill them pretty easily. You know, I believe with the. Uh, as Maybe. far as killing things goes, they have, a, they have a rule set for how to dispatch of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, like texture of their body though and stuff. Aren't they like, like, can't you punch into them or am I thinking of something? Else? Oh no, that was a from dust till dawn vampires. They made them like super squishy. So that they right, could share say. legs through them and shit. I love that movie so much. That was, that was Fred Williamson. Oh no, no, no. Tom Savini made that little speech. He was like, they're mushier. They're pushier. Yeah. So if, I bet you if you hit one hard enough, you can tear his head right off. Cohen, yeah, Cohen directed Fred Williamson in a few things. Latin, the original <laughs> Gangsters pops into my head because I think fuck yeah. And that movie, if he didn't do it, that's quite a film. That's quite a film. We'll just say that, that movie's a shit. I don't care what anybody says. That movie's awesome. I love that movie. The only safe haven is the church school. Very nice. The church school. Yeah, that's how it goes. They Small can't town. go on holy grounds. I guess not. Why would why would a town full of vampires have a church then? Right. Think about that. It'd be a cool twist in a film to make it real shitty like this, and then <laughs> yeah. and then once you <laughs> once you get it, once they're in there and they think they're safe, you tell them that it's not really a church. It's just like a VFW hall, and they're like, or oh, fuck. what if they go <laughs> running in the crowd? And next thing you know, you see fucking Isaac turn around saying, "He who walks behind the robes." Yeah, yeah that's no, it. no, no, no. They they pull they they run into the church, and then the sign falls down. And it's actually a synagogue, but they're not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I love it. I forget what movie oh, it was. There was a movie where. Um, our vampires are going af- after a-, a guy, and he pulls out a cross, and the vampire looks at him. He's like, "I don't, I don't care about my religion. Why the hell do you think I give a fuck about yours?" That's actually a really good gag from a really old vampire film, Hawk. They kind of stole that. The original was the fearless vampire killers. Or pardon me, but your teeth are in my neck by Roman Polanski. Yeah, Polanski. they pulled. He pulled the a, one of the poor victim girls pulled out a cross on R.D. Mang, and he's yeah. like, hey, "You got the wrong vampire," because he's Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking Dude, great. I love that he, movie. It's one he's of my a Jupire. Jupire. I'm a Jupire. That movie has like suck your blood. That movie had like that early, very early kind of hints at like the Mel Brooks style of humor. Yeah. Like the Mel Brooks, Benny Hill humor. Like we're mildly stereotypically racist, mildly sexist. There's a lot of tits, like that kind of humor. Yeah. That was like the very beginning of that. So, so you're saying humor that will get us canceled nowadays. I'm surprised Mel Brooks is allowed to go outside. <laughs> That's just me. Maybe everybody's just too young to remember what his movies were like. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're finally hitting that threshold. I love Young Frankenstein until still to this day. Yo, oh, it's such a good movie. Everything he did. Everything titles. I, mean, I love every. He's a, you know, he's, I mean, The Fly. He produced, for Christ's sakes. The Goldblum. Oh, yeah, he did. With uh, Gold, so, Goldblum. Yeah, Goldblum. Yeah. 
Jeff Goldblum, yeah. yeah. He was a producer on that. I mean, you know, the Elephant thing about too. Brooks, Elephant Man, yeah. And he loves the audience participation, whether if they're laughing or screaming or in some sort of awe. And to me, I think Mel Brooks is just, you know, he, he, he's a master at his craft. He knows, you know, what's a good joke. And the funny thing is he might have been lifting stuff directly from Looney Tunes, but you know what? No one else was. And so, I mean, he was, you know. He may have he, been lifting. Yeah, yeah, he, no. he was a comedy pioneer, I, I, yeah. I, you know. He may have been lifting the humor from the Looney Tunes style, but he was making a cartoon work with real people. Like, yeah, that's not exactly. that's 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 an achievement into and of itself. It, is. it really is because yeah. I think to make people so broad in that sense, you know, <clears throat> they're you know to kind of bring it up to that level, you know, stuff like that really hadn't been done before. Bring up so you know, level. you know, Brooks was really you know kind of bringing that to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we're completely deviating. Not even talking about the movie anymore. Well, he is also Jewish, so that's that. There's that. Oh, ooh, the cop got shot. Who shot the sheriff? (laughs) But I did not shoot the deputy. Apparently, the vampires in this movie are susceptible to bullets. Well, you know. uh... Um, (laughs) he's a half-life, I think. Right? If anything, he's kind of like the. Oh, he's like a Renfield. Renfield type character, yeah. He's like a Renfield. Okay. Renfield. Yeah, Dixon's oh, wow. character, yeah, was trying kind of that. Oh, yeah, because he's got the backpack full of wooden steaks right there, ready for him. Personally, I like my steaks medium rare. Oh bloody. Hey, no. I like the old I like the old classic. I I, I like the classic wooden yeah. steak to the heart. This is kind of like, trying to do it again. This is kind of like a take on that window seat. The original. Yeah. I had a feeling they were gonna fucking go for it again because it was such a movie. Well, they, yeah. They knew they. I had mean, they to. put the dude on the cover of the movie on the fucking. He's not even in the movie. They put Barlow there, whatever the fuck. Yeah, Barlow. It was uh, horrifying. Kurt Barlow. They had to give the audience that loved the first one something, some fan. <laughs> but that wasn't even remotely as good. No, it had the vibe. It did have the vibe. I liked the lighting a little bit, a little bit, a little I mean, something. Like, oh. Oh, there Ooh, it is. Fucking fuller. There it's giving him the fucking business with the steak. That's what happened. I like the skull that they used. That was like it caught way too fast though. Like they they like I, I know not, more of that, yeah. Yeah. I know they did you're not supposed to linger on an effect too long, but like they will like literally like blink and miss it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, you didn't see that skeleton smoking for not even a half a second. No. You were lucky to see the fangs. Maybe it, bet- that was it, yeah. I'm betting that that was an effect shot that somehow got botched, and they were like, "Oh shit, we don't have another take of that," and they—that's like all they could salvage of it. Oh, that sucks. This does have a weird. The whole thing has a weird vibe to it, where it's, it's almost like they. It's like it was, uh, like the MPAA jumped in, but they didn't. It's like a weird, yeah, like like you were saying. I think they were going for like. This feels like a, a weird softer film. I don't know what they're going. It's a very yeah. confusing film. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck they're aiming for. It's like very weird. Audience wise, I don't even know where they're going. It just has that real made for TV after school special flavor to they it. They knew they, they were going to get the R. It's not working. Yeah, it's weird. I, yeah, 
me, I don't know if this was supposed to go on TV at one point. I don't know what the story is. I think they just said, hey, we could do a sequel. And people go watch it because it's the sequel. So but like, it's actually not like a sequel. You know? Yeah. I feel like it's only rated R because they say fuck all the time. And that like one scene in the beginning when they like cut the dude's chest open. They say that the kids swear more than the adults in this film. Um, yeah, do. he does. <laughs> they do because they're dirty little heathens who mm-hmm. fuck vampire girls and get them pregnant. He's misguided. All my friends are humans. Gotta have the fucking beer trap. They need it. So like it was Empire Hunter as one, yeah. Wasn't it like wasn't it like broad daylight like eight minutes ago? Like a second ago? Now now it's like Ooh, Ooh, coffin in my eyes. That's how it's vampire time, James. This is vampire time. Gotcha. Time, vampire time. They got a hip clock that says vampire time on it. <laughs> they do. There's they no do. numbers. It's just vampire time always. Flashing lights. I got it at Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. Oh, no. This is the other alarm for sexy time. <laughs> Flashes that, that is something you would find at Spencer's Gifts. A clock that only says vampire time and sexy time. That's, yeah. Right oh, come on, like, vampire, vampire time is sexy time. What are you talking right, about? Right at, right next that that clock is hanging right next to the gas powered double dildo. <laughs> gas powered. He got himself. Hey, when you want to just go deep, go big. <laughs> Listen, Jesse. First of all, go big or go home. Okay. True. True. <laughs> That was like that. That effect could have been good, but they didn't light it right. No, you could barely no. see the face. It looked like it was decent makeup too. I don't think they lighted anything well in this movie. Maybe no, the they light. The, they don't really. It's, maybe they didn't. Then the crew wasn't used to fucking lighting horror movies or something. It could be like a just, TV show, like General it, Hospital or something. Yeah, it just doesn't have the the right attention to the finer points of what should be illuminated in a horror film. Yeah. I guess that's the best way I could word it. It almost feels experimental, but there's no reason for it to feel experimental. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get the idea of like sparse lighting in a horror movie, but there's, but when you have an effect or something like, you gotta illuminate. You gotta show the effect. Yeah, you want to showcase it, absolutely. But if yeah. you don't delight it right, then it becomes like a lost cause. Yes. Um, you guys hang here for a minute. I'm gonna be like Chuck Woolery, and I will be back in two and two. Sorry, guys. I'll never forgive you for that, Bill. Unacceptable. The makeup artist did a lot of like more serious stuff. Horror wasn't her bag. Um. You know, she did like, uh, she did the howling as a makeup artist, hairstylist, <clears throat> but that was really kind of her only jump into the horror realm. But she wasn't really doing, she wasn't doing the stuff with Rob Bettine. She was just no. doing set makeup. Right. So I wonder if they right. kind of tried to shadow it out for those reasons. Maybe Whatever. it wasn't as good as it looked. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes lighting can like help, but other times it's. Black it out. Yeah, but if you have great, if you have a great makeup effect, 
Even if you're going for like a silhouette on the makeup effect or you're just trying to get something different out of the effect that way, it's still going to look cool. Use of shadow with makeup effects can actually save your makeup effects. Yeah. I love shadow effects. Um, if If you design something, if you have like decent ears that are sticking out enough, and you know you have a back lid. I mean, it, you know it's it's the great when you think with your mind what you think you're seeing. But you know, situations less is more. Sometimes you can be excessive and over the top and where it's appropriate. But that less is more with use of shadow. Very Val Luton classic. If it's you know done well, but I've seen it plenty of times where you know it can fall flat. But, you know, a good shadow effect can definitely make or break something. It's all about experimenting and see how, what you can do and how you can make it work to your advantage. Mm-hmm. For sure. Very true. That's the thing, because, you know, sometimes you don't have the time to experiment with shit. You just got to do it and get it in the can. Exactly. And, um, so, you know, it's, you get in situations where it's like, okay, you know, we have makeup effects here. It's like, well, we can't do more than three takes. And it's like, then you're going to, then you're going to need a hell of an editor to kind of, you know, fix this thing. Or you're going to have one static shot that you are that we're not going to be happy with, but we're going to have to settle for it. And it's difficult because sometimes you are put in situations where you settle with effects you might not be happy with, but if you can be happy with the effects, it's a great feeling of vindication when you can see it. But I think a lot of makeup effects artists can see their own stuff and they can just, you know, kind of pick it apart, unfortunately. I think, I think you can have the best makeup effects in the world, but if you don't have a cohesive plan Mm -hmm. with, with your shooting team of how you're going to make that effect pop, you may as well just put fucking Keros, just pour Keros syrup all over somebody and just call that an effect. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, unless your camera, unless your camera work is there to make that effect work and you're using the advantages of how that effect looks on that person or whatever, or puppet or whatever you're doing. And um, it's just not going to, it's, it's going to fall flat. You can make the simplest shit look absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. If, if you know what you're doing with your camera and your lights. Yeah. I mean, you can make a hairbrush look terrifying. Exactly. I think that's my project this week with the cam- with, with the new camera. I'm going to experiment. I'm going to make a hairbrush look scary. <laughs> I am glad I could put that in your... Yeah, no, that's a great idea, Coin. I'm going to figure that out. Have, like, got... ominous music in the background. Yeah, no, it's going to be like... Yeah. Maybe some whispering, like... Well, well, I, I have to say that the, the the way you make your hairbrush extremely scary is where you put it, <laughs> or where it's intended to go. Let's we'll imply yeah, where it's heading. heading. Imply where the hairbrush is heading. <laughs> like the only question is, is it the thin hand or the big end? Like, 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 like you slow crawl up the hand, up up the handle of the. Of the hairbrush, you get to and, the hairs, and then, and then, just as the hairbrush is horizoning, you just see an open ass waiting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's terrifying. That's a terrifying hairbrush. It's far scarier than anything in Return to Salem's Lot. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, gaping holes and hairbrushes. 
Hey, some people are into that shit, man. Very true. What is it? Rule 43? Rule, rule 42? No, rule 43. Anything that you think can happen is already porn on the internet. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's true. I'm not going to confirm or deny how I know, but it's true. I'm going to confirm I know. I've seen the videos. Uh, you dirty, dirty, dirty. Yeah. Yeah, we're all a little perverted here. A little? Yeah, a little, little too. Hey, we grew up in like around that time where computers were like busting and like fucking Google was the thing and we're like, tee hee hee penis. And there's like no safe search. I right. I was a young man in the era of steak and cheese and rotten.com. I've seen yeah. horrors beyond anyone's imagination. They probably should have used some of those sites to help with this movie. I just remember Skinamax in its infancy. Uh, the Emmanuel series, how I fucking... Emmanuel, Princess of the Galaxy. Yeah, what are you about, man? And then, like, by the time they were, by the time I was, like, 25, 26, they were on Emmanuel 39. I know. <laughs> And I keep forgetting it was like Joe D'Amato or one of them that it goes all the way back to for creating Emmanuel, I believe. You got to start somewhere. It was like one of the Italian guys, like the skeezy guys. But I mean, I shouldn't say that. But No, that's was, true. Most of the Italian guys are pretty skeezy, dude. Yeah. But <laughs> Joe D'Amato, I mean, Porno Holocaust does have some artistic value. I will, I will give it that. Is that the one that's half porno? That effect was fucking pretty good. <clears throat> I was. I was just looking at that. I think that was the one shot in the movie that worked. Was that porno? With that fire inside, it didn't look like real fire. Obviously, I think it was just like lighting effects and like fog machine. That's that Billy. That is that that movie that's half porno, half horror. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. Fucking, Holocaust. Yeah, it is. I blindly. Yeah. I bought that. I brought that to a party once. <laughs> <laughs> I, did it. I borrowed it. And I never seen it, and I and I brought it with me. And we started watching it and, and like found out the, the hard way that it was. Important. Did you borrow my copy? No, it was before I met you. That's oh, amazing. Okay. So, so, so what? I made saying, my day, Matt. I got that one fun story from it. Yeah. So, so what you're saying at the party? There was a lot of very confused directions. It was a fun deal because it was towards. It was like at the end of the night type deal. Everybody's unwinded and we threw on a movie. I'd always bring movies to watch and. I don't even know who I fucking got. I don't own it, but I don't know who I borrowed it from. And uh, I grab, I just grabbed that and fucking went with it. It was fun. I got it was a, a good laugh. It was a good laugh when we realized what it was. You know what I mean? I got, I got a question. I heard about that how, for years. Yeah. How weird was the game of Twister after that? <laughs> it went hey, what's right poking me in the back? Yeah. <laughs> I sure hope that's someone's thigh. <laughs> it's a weird Whoa. one to just blindly fall into. Mr. Fisher, it's a lot bigger and thicker than I thought. You know how big and thick it is, big boy. <laughs> is that a toe? A toe for camels. <laughs> <laughs> no skimp on the fire. That's one, like you, that's one thing. Yeah, you always a lot of fire shots. Maybe we had a title of fire shots. It was cheap. It was cheap. It's like cheap. And of course, did they reuse all of this from uh, Firestarter? Did they yeah, build a the more fire set? Every thing with the fire, yeah. yeah. This, this someone, fire was recycled directly from Firestarter. 
Someone turned the fan on next to Drew Barrymore, and then uh, he's floating in the background. You could tell that that was in his armpit. The fucking that framing before they got that effects part of it. Yeah, I do appreciate the big fucking blazes. Though you don't really catch. There's a lot of CGI fire nowadays. That even when they do it, it's like it's so controlled that you can tell it's fake when they do Mm -hmm. real fire nowadays. Yeah. That looks like somebody, like, people could have died. You know what I mean? Yeah, they let it run wild. Yeah. CGI blood and it's it looks so fucking bad. It like took a while. Always. To, you know, to even look good. CGI gore is just terrible. It's and, tough. And the, the, the Walking Dead so bad for that. There's so much of it on The Walking Dead. I don't even understand what the hell they were doing with that. They're having fun. Fun. F-U-N. Best paycheck I ever had. Foon? I, I feel that that is the French word for not trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Foon. Uh, here's, here's the camera sliding away. Very nice. Going, going up to the, the heavens. Holy shit, some actual cinematography. That's awesome. Hey, there Ooh. it is. There's the Muppet. Scary. It's yeah. Muppet face. And it doesn't. Daddy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Big fingernails. Daddy, can you beat up the big scary vampire old guy? I've always, I've always wondered this. This guy's got steak knives for fingers, and he's just throwing dudes around. Like, what's up with that? Yeah, do some red do action here, buddy. You know, like you know, impale some people. Get the hands in on it. Come on, use the hands. Get the hands in there. Yeah, you could tell when they get when they like get physical with each other. It's like a dead giveaway when like he can't like the hands are like you can tell he's trying to protect the fingernails from hurting him on his back. Yeah, I mean, there's ways around that though. Like they could soft mold the claws. They could do some grabs and stuff like that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And you can still make that look good if you have like just enough given the claw to like dig into the skin but not puncture it. Yeah. Like it'll look good enough where it's given like that kind of feeling without. They were it's just... actually just pushing pressure on the skin, not digging exactly. into the skin. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. America, so you, you... Uh, we pulled off some tricks like that with the box when we had our long fingernails. <laughs> look at this dude, America killed the vampires. Very political. No, no, no. This I have to say is a very patriotic death. Yeah. Well, he gave one for his country, and his country gave him one too. I think they were white. trying to say he was a commie. Yeah, America, fuck yeah! Here to save the motherfucking day, yeah. yeah. Or Blaze, Blaze, tell me. I've always two of us are gonna sing. They had all the extras they could ever want. Yeah, goes the bus on a bus, no less. They're sending all those elderly vampires to Florida where they belong. <laughs> well, that's now accurate. That the, now that the main one's dead, they all turn back, right? That's how. That's the lore. Oh, I thought he was dead. What the fuck's going on there? That's not really the lore, though. That's just something that know. a certain. That's a variation. Yeah, I've done a. I've done an extensive amount of research into the mythology lately of the vampire. If you wouldn't, if you were to get, if you wouldn't have guessed, yeah. and um. That's the, the 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 vampire getting staked and like turning the other vampires back and shit. That's uh, 
that's a very um modern for, for lack of a better word take on the uh, some stuff was just created for budgetary purposes yeah as well but yeah that 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 actual piece of the mythology is uh it's pretty modern it, was, it first popped up i want to say around the 50s with the horror dracula somewhere around there like yeah. When when you think about vampire mythology and how far vampire mythology goes back, that's a drop in the bucket. Like that's that's fairly recent. Yeah. Um, well, here, they get an opportunity here to have made the film better with look showing more fucking meltdown on the vampires, but they they snuck away from the good ending. They said we don't want to do that. We don't want to change the momentum of this with a good ending. No, we want it to just be crap all the way through. We just want this be a turd in the punch hole. <laughs> yeah. I feel like somebody was just trying to give somebody a bad day with this movie. If I can't make an excellent movie, then let's just strive for making a movie. I was waiting to get the ghost of Larry Cohen in here. I've been throwing it in periodically. Good, good, good. I would, I would very much like to interview the ghost of Larry Cohen if we can get him on the horn. I have a lot of questions. I'm sorry, but was up to a bender with uh, Stephen King, uh, and he just had so much cocaine that I just let's be let's let's be honest here. Stephen King had nothing to do with this. No, (laughs) do not blame him. It's not his fault. (laughs) Stephen King. It's very unfair. Was had zero to any affiliation with this production. All I have to say, this was something I probably shouldn't have done. But I did it. I made a movie, good, bad, or indifferent. I have good actors in here. I got Daniel Pearl. I made a good fucking movie. Not everyone can make movies, but I made something. Am I proud of it? Some days maybe, some days not. No matter what, you have a crew, you have the actors, it's the experiences that you want more than anything else. Sometimes you say, fuck the movie. It's about the experience. That's me channeling Larry. I just let him go. I felt like you actually channeled him, dude. I was getting into that for a little bit. Me like, too. Probably exactly what he'd be saying if you no, were I, well, I, I did my Cohen impersonation in front of Joe Bob and it actually made him laugh. <laughs> I'm glad we could have him on the show. He can get a big featuring spot. Larry, what? I'm trying to channel you. I don't want to be channeled. I want to stay dead. Why are you waking me up? I was having a good time. (laughs) What do you need me for? A seance? Oh, Jesus. Must be some independent filmmaker that has another question for me. (laughs) What am I answering? Lighting? My office situation? I always said. Wherever I'm standing, that's my office. Very sad to see you go. I'm not. This is a gloomy, (laughs) horrifying. (laughs) I have a a fun fact for folks. Uh, The the kid who played Jeremy, you know what I mean? Jeremy. Ricky Addison Reed, our, our troubled youth in this film. That horny little fuck. Yeah, only did only did one film. And, and this was, was his one and, film? And it was a rap for him. <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't imagine why. <laughs> it was that like, I, I, I can't, I, after being manhandled by Michael Moriarty, I, I, I can't handle it. I can't take any more. He, he also had another big setback in his career, which I assumed that would have been the follow-up to this. 
which these two things getting back, this, these two things hitting you is probably enough to make you retire. <clears throat> he was considered and was going to be Robin in Tim Burton's Batman movie, but then they had a rewrite and cut the character out of the film. Probably for the better. Yeah. So I agree with that for the better, but th- this is that dude's world coming crashing down. The, it, very Jonathan Brandis like vibe for this situation. He's still with us, I believe. Um, he didn't give in to temptation. So not quite as much of a tragic end as so not our as dearly departed Jonathan Brandis. Oh, I wouldn't say he's he he he's modeling now in New York. Yeah, it does have a good look. I'll give him that. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> The Brandis, way more tragic, way more mm. tragic. Maybe not as tragic as the return to Salem's lot, but it's addicted, still... addicted to the fame, addicted to the fame. No, no, return to Salem's lot is far worse. So, is this like okay? Now we suffered through this. Um, oh, did you? He left your body. I, I. He started to speak. Larry started to speak, and then he left. Well, in the Larry? beginning. When, Larry, where are you? He's gone, Bill. He's gone. No, he's not. He's always here. He's always here. Just ask a fucking question. Wait a minute. Is this like some MK Ultra shit? Are you like set off by trigger words? Is that it? Larry, tell me, what are the trigger words? We can cue you up for every episode. Made for TV movie. Okay. Salem's Lot. What else? Pineapple. <laughs> Pineapple. All right. Pineapple. Yeah, the third and most important one, the okay. monkeys coming down the chute. <laughs> the monkeys coming down the chute. I can work with this. I can uh, work with this. Okay, bring Billy back. Yeah. What, what the <laughs> fuck do you want? Everybody remember Pineapple. those words. Remember those words. <laughs> we got to get Larry's okay. Before you leave, we got to get Larry's okay. Why are you channeling me through this Irish-Italian kid from New England? He's a pain in the ass. Because we need your okay. Oh, I know. He's tell- he's an honest man. I like what we're working with. <laughs> this is nuts. We're still recording. I'm talking with like these kids. I don't know. What the hell? Someone says pineapple, I appear. What the hell's the matter with this kid? Larry, if we have you on on future episodes, that's cool with you, right? You know, Even if we get letters from all the fans and family members... We're talking to the right person right now that can that okay's this. Why not? I, let it fly. That's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. And he, you know, I'm I'm a I believe in the ghostly, so it's a real deal. Larry was here as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's yeah, right. it's the mostly of the ghostly. That's okay. Okay. No. I, gotta, I gotta go. I, I'm having a delicious dinner with uh, a few colleagues, and we're still making stuff in the afterlife. All right. Well, that's good. Fair that's enough. Good. That's good. The legend get- lives on. It's uh, you got to get some of them released in the, this territory, you know, so we can see some of them. Thank We're you. filming at the Pearly Gates next Tuesday. You all getting, right, great. Uh, We're all over the place. I heard you don't like getting permits. Did you? Are you gonna get permits for the Pearly Gates, or the, you don't have to worry this about is, stuff like that? New York is the perfect backdrop ever. It was never a fucking reason to get a film permit because it's the best back lot in the world. Right. I filmed everything there. I mean, I never asked for a permit. You steal the shot. If you get caught, then you get caught. Jesus Christ! You just deal with this. Steal the shot. Make sure it's in focus. 
And always make sure your actors are on point. I like that. Well, thanks, Larry. Thanks, Larry. We appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. That. We'll go. Thanks, uh, we Larry. don't want to keep you. We don't want to keep you from your comrades. So go do that, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you, I'm sure, in future episodes of the Dead Kids. And thanks for your addition to the Dead Kids. I know we poke fun, but respect. This is oh, Billy Cohen here. I you love back, you, Larry. Huh? I'm back, and I just back, Bill. I love. And well, so say, Larry Cohen, I love you. We all love Larry Cohen. So, Yay, Larry Cohen. So, as we wrapped up Return of Salem's Lot, what's some what's some final opinions on this film? Who wants to start with their uh, their venture in? Uh, there, there should never ever be another vampire movie with geriatric vampires. Unless I feel like that's a fair comedy. assessment. Unless it's straight comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, the, I mean, the th- fact is, you got you know the two extremes. You got the geriatric vampires, and then you got the pre-ubescent vampires. And and I'm sorry, but it's it's just a little too weird, even for me. What about Peter Dinklage vampires? Now that would be cool. That work? I'm down with the Peter Dinklage vampire. You think that could work on a serious level? Yes. Mark, have you seen the movie The Creeps? The Creeps? Mm-hmm. I have, yeah. It's where Phil Fondacaro plays Dracula. Yeah, no, I'm I down with it. I, just, I don't find him too... I, I feel like in a real-life scenario, you could probably... I'd rather deal with some some Peter Dinklage vampires. I could just jump up and down on him. You almost feel you can boot him around a little bit, you know what I mean? Aggressive not, punting. not spiritually, just physically. Aggressive punting. Yeah, the creeps is a fun movie. Um, next up, opinions on the uh James. The world's been waiting to hear your final verdict. We just finished up the film. James loves it. Uh, where do you even want me to begin, dude? Larry's not here anymore. You don't have to worry about insulting him. I truly believe I'm I'm just I'm just saying it. I truly believe this is one of the worst films ever made. Um it really is. And I don't know if that's just Larry said fuck it at some point because like in pre-production everything was just going to hell or what, but there's such a convalescence of just bad elements in this film. The story's shit. It makes no fucking sense. The, the the makeup looks like a fucking Muppet. Like, that's the vampire we're working with here. Like we said, the count from fucking Sesame Street would be scarier. The lighting was dodgy at times. The cinematography was bland. The acting was not there. Um, and there's just inexplicable pot points littered throughout the whole fucking thing. Like this guy and his estranged son are going to this town to like reconnect with each other. Why this town full of vampires? Who the fucking knows? They figure out he's an anthropologist and now they want him to study his whole family. Somewhere along the way, Tara Reed gets knocked up. I don't fucking know. This shit's nuts. Yeah. And then at the end, it turns out that the fucking head vampire is a mupp- is the Muppet vampire, and he's the fucking bad guy the whole time, and then they fight. The guy dies, everybody leaves on a bus. I don't fucking know. This movie makes no goddamn sense. It makes no fucking sense. Never has. It's, it actually takes a big, red, blood-soaked, I have an ulcerative 
tumor in my intestine shit all over the name Salem's Lot. It has no business sharing that name with such amazing pieces. Of, the Rob Lowe remake of Salem's Lot is better than this movie. Well, I, and I ooh. hate the Rob Lowe remake of Salem's Lot. Rob Lowe, thanks you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. You're welcome, Rob Lowe. So yeah, no, this is a big steamy pile of hot fucking raccoon shit garbage. You know, it's almost safe to say that they canceled the new television show because this movie's so bad. That's safe. You know what I mean? No, I don't think that's safe. I don't <laughs> think that's why at all. I think I think the CEO of Warner Brothers is nuts. That's that's why that happened. <laughs> Jess, what do you think? Honestly, this movie had like no grab. For me, like, I tried to watch it, and I definitely got distracted. It was, like, nothing to really hold on to. The acting, again, wasn't that good. His face was very, like, meh. Like, you're a main character. At least, like, act a little bit more, please. The makeup, (laughs) very low, yes. But, I don't know. It wasn't good. The best part, honestly, was seeing cows, and then they tore my heart out when they ate some of the cows, but then it was a happy ending when I got to see the cows at the very end. So, I guess that's the only thing it's going for. Power to the cows! Cows! The cows, the real heroes of Return to Salem's Lot. Cows. They were always there. True victims, yeah. They were the true victims. It's true. It's an unfortunate truth for them. Yeah, I agree with that. It's um, you know, definitely no good, definitely bad stuff. I think it was mainly a money thing. You know, he wanted to work. Uh, maybe he was trying to get in their favor or something. But with that be with it's a live three coming out right next to it. I feel like it was probably a, probably like a two picture deal, or maybe he had a three picture deal or whatever, and he had to finish off his obligations to the people, you know what I mean? Um, that happens all the time too. You know, you want to make one movie and they want to, they want you to do something else. So you, you give them three fit, three films, you got to make the movie you want to make. And then you don't really care that much about the other two or whatever, the other extra one. So they kind of half ass it. Um, That's my feeling completely because yeah. <laughs> Larry was, I think that it's a live franchise, considering this was the third one. It was back where it was made with. I think his efforts were maybe more focused on that because of this creating a series that had some longevity to it. And this was definitely the back burner project. Um, that was a, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen It's Alive 3. Um if you have, you can see that, you know, where they shot in Hawaii. I mean, look beautiful and stuff like that. The the island, exactly. The island of the alive. I think he was so invested in that project where this was just kind of possibly the back burner. I don't like saying that because I know Larry likes to have some sense of balance, but I think this was the one where it's like, okay, now I just got to try to piece this fucking thing together and make a movie. You think you think think that part three, It's Alive three, was like the the movie he wanted to make? Well, I mean, it it was, you know, I yeah, I mean, I feel it's definitely a better movie of the two of them. Um, Or it's his, you know, it seems like It's Alive, you know, I think is more seen as a trilogy. And I think the fans that are, you know, diehard fans, and you know, you know, not just Larry Cohen fan, yeah, but you know, It's Alive, I think was a great trilogy. 
And there are certain things, but it's just the third movie looks a thousand times better than this fucking thing. And this thing was shot by Daniel Pearl, who is a good DP when he proved it on, you know, fucking Chainsaw. And I think he was getting a lot of friends to come in and, you know, he hires a lot of family and a lot of friends to work on his movies, you know? So he has an amazing troop of folks where he knows he can turn out a product Mm. and returns to Salem's lot was just that answer. You know, I think he, maybe he was a little more invested in one production than the other. I mean, it's not unheard of, you know, I mean, that's something someone might, might, might not want to admit. I don't know the situation, but I, I think either way, if you're making two movies back to back, you need to find whatever balance you need to. I'm with you. And he knew it. And I think he, you know, it's a lot. It's definitely, you know. That's an interesting but, take on it. It's Alive is the movie he wanted to make. I almost feel like It's Alive 3 is The thing is, I could be dead fucking wrong. Well, yeah, I, I mean, no be. worries. It's just, this is just my thought on yeah, no, I feel you. I think that uh, I think it's, part three is good because he kind of created that, and by the third one, he you know he he did all three of them if I remember correctly. You yeah, know, you you kind of get to a place with the material and the content. I think that you're it should be pretty good, and then this is kind of even though he wrote the script, and I don't think he, you know, of course he obviously didn't like go into this film thinking I'm going to make a bad movie. He had every intention for it to be good. It just didn't work out that way for him. Um, or for the audience, however, who knows? He might even like the movie. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting take. I, we don't really like the movie. I think no. we've, come, we've come to that agreement. Um, and with that being said, I don't hate the movie. I'm gonna all say that I might not it like the movie. It has moments that I are fun. It's got moments that are fun, but they don't last, unfortunately. You know what I mean? It's got like little little parts that you can go, okay, well, this part was cool, that part was cool, but overall, I don't know if the film is what it should be, even though we had Larry on the show, our first big guest, you know what I mean? That was great of him to stop in, but I yeah, I, don't, know, right? I don't think, uh, yeah, it's a tough one for him. It's a tough one for him, so, yeah, I think we got, I don't, we don't really do thumbs down or anything here, but yeah, can we all agree that this isn't, uh, there's a better, if you're thinking about watching some Return to Salem's Lot, there might be something better to put on your television. I think we can all concur that this, would, as vampire films go, this there's better choices. Yeah. yeah. I almost feel bad to say it. I don't mind making fun of it, but then when we get to the actual judgment of the movie, this is where I feel bad. I feel bad. <laughs> But yeah. If they want to watch it, watch it. But we told you so, kind of. I mean, if, if you're someone who is a fan of Larry's work, at least once you should see it. I agree. Um, if you're if if you're if you're a fan of horror in the grand scheme of things, and you hear like you know you can miss it. Don't feel bad if you miss it. But if you just want to check it out, check it out. Mm-hmm. Just take it on its own merit. But don't expect fucking your Shakespeare. <laughs> It's worthy of a digital rental for $2, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't go any deeper than that. The collection doesn't quite need it unless you need to, you need, you need that to, you know, you need to reach a certain amount. But, you know, what can you say? What can you say? Go journey into it if you want. You know, just be careful. Just be careful out there. 
So uh, does anybody else want to say anything in closing before we wrap up this episode? Any observations of the film or opinions on anything? Questions? No. We've been recording after the movie. (laughs) We we need to throw it. Maybe 10 minutes. The, um, did, did we ask if uh, we asked about the neck things? You know, if you were to be killed, we'll, we'll make this quicker. But if you guys were to be killed by a vampire, would you rather the, 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 the two punctures and the slow drain? Or would you rather just the messy, quick gonzo? Jake? It depends uh, 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 about the vampire doing it. What, what, yeah, what's that a, vampire look like? Yes, yes. If we're talking about the vampires in this movie, you know, messy, quick, and done. If we're talking about, you know, like the three uh, wives of Dracula, then she they can take their sweet ass time. Yo, if that vampire's Kate Beckinsale, I want it to take a year. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'll take the slow drain. Just saying. Hey. And, 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 and Elvira she, was a vampire, she could take me for a turn. So there it is. Jess, you agree? If it's going to be a pleasurable experience, you want it to last forever. But um, if it's. Well, can I turn into a vampire or am I just completely dead? Well, that's a good question, too, I guess. If you got the punctures, you'd be turned into a vampire. But if, if, they, if they annihilated you, would you come you'd back? You'd be a victim. Would you? Would I you, mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have like the the two little bites and be able to devour people, you know. Would everybody here like to be a vampire, or they think that it might not be the life for them? I think I I'm, I'm more of a werewolf guy myself. I, I that that that's the supernatural uh, uh, primrose path that I would like to walk down. Okay. Vampires, not, I don't think uh, it suits my my uh, personality. You're right, Hawk. You actually have like a pattern in your beard and it looks very nice. Yes. And and, and if I become a, a werewolf, you know, that pattern would be all over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Remember his markings, guys. Yes. You see a wolf with these markings. <laughs> you know exactly who's devouring. You the silver bullet, Hawk. <laughs> I've got a bullet with your name on it. I've had it here for years. It's, it's in his pocket. Yeah. Right here. Where right the heart? Shot oh. through the heart. Oh. I know, we're, getting, we're getting to a crazy point. We might not even finish this segment. This question. What was the question? Would you uh, want to be turned into a vampire? you want to be a vampire, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Any, anybody wouldn't? Anybody wouldn't take the offer? Um, Billy, I, if I, I mean, I, if there's something about it I just kind of don't like. I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, if light could kill me, it's, I, it's, like, like, you know, I mean, it's like things are out to get me no matter what. Vampire hunters, for Christ's sakes. But, what, what, you know, the light. I mean, if yeah. I really don't fucking like it that much, then I'm going to run out in the fucking sun, and, you know, take my own life then. Exactly. I mean, like, nothing changes. Nothing changes. I mean, we're the same age forever. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a little kid anymore. I'd be stuck at fucking forty forever. I mean, if if I if I don't like it that much, then we're, yeah, I'll fucking run outside and go into the sun for crazy. Yeah, Dude, I, Billy, I wonder Billy. how pooping is as a vampire. They don't poop. 
They're just pee. They're all liquid. It's a liquid diet. Think about it. It's, it's, it's glitter. A lot of diarrhea. Vampires well, have a lot of diarrhea. Well, <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a vampire from the stream, you shit like a bat. Mm. So it's all like liquidy, white ammonia shit, and it's everywhere. You just shit yourself. Oh, no. It's guano, yeah, you, man. Yeah. Being a vampire in the strain universe is not a fun time in any way, shape, or form. It's hard life. Uh, but yeah, I hard pass on the vampire thing. As I've gotten older, I, I've realized that I need to, like, embracing mortality is a good thing. We, we've got a finite shelf life, and that, that gives us a sense of urgency to getting things done. If I was a vampire, I wouldn't do shit. I'd be on Xbox until 2279. <laughs> yeah. You think that's a mature decision? If you were younger, if we caught you at 18, you think you'd cho- choose the vampire? Fuck yeah. If I were 18, I'd be immortal all day, every day. Because my at 18, my life is a fucking party. Yeah. You know? As I've gotten older, I have to pay bills and exist on that plane as an adult. And you know what? Being an adult fucking blows. So <laughs> I assume if you were to become a vampire, the, the comedy would be like keeping that routine. But if you would like become a vampire, I would assume you would either you would have to find some way to get funds. But as a vampire and doing vampire things, you have a it, huge handicap in that. You would, regard. you would, but yeah. you'd be able to like killing's no issue. So you could go and you know invis- You can be invisible and sit with, with certain things and stuff and turn into the bat. I bet you could probably steal a lot of funds, get your money, Actually, and then yeah. I have a yo. Plan. I want to be a vampire. I have a plan. I have a plan. No. I just thought of it. If I were immortal, if I were a vampire and I and I had to get money, I know exactly what I would do. Yeah. I would sell my immortalizing services to there rich old people that don't want to die. <laughs> That's Ooh. a good one. I would hey. I would be like, I could make it so you never die. Whoa, well, hold on. James has found it. Great. James has found it. Everyone. James has that would be a good movie. He found the plot to return to Salem's lot. That'd be a good movie. (laughs) That that is why we have all these old vampires in Return to Salem's Lot. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Disclaimer. Anybody that's listening to this fucking thing, this was our idea. (laughs) You heard it first here. Do not rob this shit. Because I'm about to write the script as soon as we're off air. Shut the, you are not taking this motherfucker. This is a no. great idea, and it's ours. <laughs> Fuck it. It's you have a crazy eye. Gummers. Gummers. I love it. Gummers. No, I wouldn't take a B-movie approach with it, though, Billy. I wouldn't take a B-movie no, no, I, no, I agree with you. I'm saying that jokingly, but I agree with you. I think it should be tra- with the right gravitas for a title. I was saying that as a joke, but I think that's a fucking funny yeah, title. But hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're doing Gummers, okay, okay, all I have Working to say title. is that we need Paul Gross as Bert Gummers. I'm not. Come on. My father, Come on. Paul Gross. Uh, Michael yeah, Gross. Michael Gross is Bert Gummer. So we'd have to get Bert Gummer for Gummers. Gotcha. Are we putting fucking graboids in this thing? No, 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 no. I think I think the best approach we could take for it would be a little more serious. Come at yeah. it more of like a needful things. It'd be like a da- like a David Cronenberg type movie. I feel like it would be very Cronenberg. Be a little body horror to it, like yeah. transforming into a vampire. The trade off is it's not very fun. Yeah, like the future. Because you know I, 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 I could see I, rich I, old I, people I, wanting I, to live I, forever. 
I see pulsating body parts. I see makeup effects. Basically, things just changing body horror. Brood style. Something brood. I picture, I'm picturing that you actually rot from the inside. Like you die, but you you rot. Like your external appearance is normal, but your entire body, everything inside of it is rotten. And you feel it rot. And that and you have to drink blood to revitalize it or you rot again. Because rotting is actually extremely hydrate with the blood in order to keep healthy. So if if one's emaciated where they haven't had anything in a long time, then yeah, I mean that would be frail, that'd be so easy to kill, they could change their Jennifer's body. Yeah. 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 That movie Gets a lot of respect. It's a weird. I've I've seen it. It's good. I fucking love that movie. I don't hate that. For a newer horror movie, for a newer horror movie, a lot of respect. I don't hate that movie. I hated it when I first saw it, but I don't hate it now. What's her name? Megan Fox. Alex Fox dated Megan Fox for a little bit when she was in town doing that Rhode Island movie. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yes, right. She was cheating on Machine Gun Kelly with the Hawkman. She's like dirty hot. Oh yeah. Yeah, I want to put up like a tabloid: Megan Fox and Hawk. Hey, I like it. Hawk and Fox. Fuck. Fox. 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 Your couple name was Fox. What Fox. did the Fox? Like, like fucking uh, Peter Fox, your boy. Yeah. Heck yeah. So that's Fox another Fox. glorious episode of the Dead Kids. I think you know we we we've we've touched all realms of everything. We've talked about the Fox project and everything. It's beautiful. And uh, so definitely, I think folks should be uh, on the lookout. Beware over your shoulder. Don't catch yourself in a room with the return to Salem's lot. It'll be a horrifying thing for you and not in a good way. Um, Rest in peace, Larry Cohen. And uh, we'll catch everybody on the next episode of the Dead Kids of Derry. Uh, And that'd be the running man catching you guys in a a nice, healthy episode of the Dead Kids of Derry. Bye. Peace out. Peace. Bye. All the